Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes knows the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. Ephraimites and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Reinbold, and this is the House of Ephraim show today. We do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbold. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time, that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois out what we call lovingly the corn patch, and you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God. And I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material, not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service. And we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Decker. Well, I, I want you to turn with me into the first chapter of the book of Jeremiah. And I want to, once again, and some of you have heard me do this uh, do this many times, uh, I want you to start in the seventh verse of Jeremiah 1. Now, this is about not only Jeremiah the prophet that was called to be a prophet as a, as a, as a boy. It says in the seventh verse, But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. Now listen to this 10th verse. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms. Now listen to what this prophet does. To root out, to pull down, and to destroy, and to throw down. That's what's been happening here this weekend. I have the kind of anointing that has to first do these things to be able to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to root out, to pull down. I got that once, didn't I? But look at the rest of it. Comma, to build and to plant. So what we're doing is going through a process. The process is because I've been using that of the armed forces here today, talking about how to come up through the ranks. Again, that's exactly what they do. And they don't do it in the way that I've done it. I mean, they'll take an 18-year-old recruit, and they will do what? They will get that young guy to the place where every time they yell, he says, Yes, sir! He doesn't monkey around about it one way, up, down, or backwards. It's, Yes, sir! It doesn't matter what that sergeant says. It's, Yes, sir! Or it's, No, sir! But that's all there is. It's not, Oh, I don't think so, sir. And I don't think I'll get around to it next week, sir. But, I, Yes, sir! But it is that type of a thing... So, so in the spirit world, and I love the way that, that, that the, the armed forces have taken the things of God, which in this case is like this, because you see that's what works in the Marine Corps, in the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, and, and anything else I suppose that you would get into with the armed services that are left out, that you, they have got to get to them to the point of understanding that, and then what do they do? Then they begin to build up. They begin to plant. They begin to bring them forth, and then all of a sudden, by the time boot camp is over, that, that same lad that thought, that blessed God, that he had made the worst mistake of his life. And I think they all feel that way after the first week that they've been introduced to their new mother called the drill sergeant. Amen? And then when that time that's over, he begins to realize something. That drill sergeant really does like them because he's preparing them to go out into battle to face their enemy. And through all what he's done, the most important thing he's done is cause them to survive. And that's what a prophet's going to do for you. A prophet's going to root up, tear down, throw down, going to do all those things. But in turn, I'm going to do what? I'm going to plant and I'm going to build. 
So we're through. A, we're going through a process right now of, of the, the first part of that, of being into a place of throwing down, a, a place of rooting up, a place of bless God doing what. The challenge of a prophet is always to challenge you to be sure that you know who you are. Be sure that the Word of God that you think that you're walking in, you're really walking in the Word, and you're not walking in a fictitious place of your mind, okay? So that's what, that, that, and I wanted to be sure that uh, that I covered that, because sometimes people get to forgetting about that, all right? Well, let's go on. We're talking here now, we're getting into the fact of talking about how to interpret the voice of the Holy Spirit. Now, this is the tricky one, all right? This is a tricky one. Now, the, the possibility of, of, of bless God, uh, of uh, uh, bless God, of uh, impulse and words of, of knowledge is 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 not only possible, but but prevalent. And we got to understand that. You got to understand. You can create. You can create a uh, bless God uh, uh, words of knowledge. They're created all the time. I, the thing that I think I love most about this statement is, and there's truth to this statement. Now, the words of knowledge I've given has been all these thousands I've heard preachers say, and I've never missed any of them, and the reason I, and yet though they say that, and then I've run into people who says, well, such and such didn't hit this one, but see what they do for a scapegoat to say this. Well, a word of knowledge is conditional. See, I've even heard people say that prophecy is conditional. Yes, it can be. But let me tell you something. When it comes to the direction of your life, if there's a word of knowledge comes and God would say to you from this prophet, you better do this and you better do this and you better do that. Well, I'm going to tell you how you're going to know about the conditional end of it. You don't do it and you're going to have a hat full of problems. Because if God is going to have me speak words over you, then those words are going to be spoke into your spirit, man. And the next thing you know is that's going to end up being a blessing or it's going to end up being a curse. That you choose, not me. Okay. So again, you get these, but and this is a this is what's got most of the church in trouble. Because don't you agree? It would be easier to be led by the Holy Ghost than by the circumstances. It would be easier to be led by the Holy Ghost than bless God uh, by by bless God just going out here and hoping that everything's going to work out and reading the Word of God and just doing what the Word of God. Do you realize again that the Word of God is guidance? The Word of God has the answer for every problem you have right there in your lap. If you will get into it, and you'll study it, and you'll learn it, and you'll bring it forth, it'll amaze you what the Word of God will tell you, okay? But again, the lazy way, and what we did in the full gospel realm, we got you all together, and we began to play these games, because again, what caused you to go into the full gospel realm if you weren't into it in the first place? Did you go to a service where there was a man or a woman that was saying, Thus saith the mouth of God to individuals and giving a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge to them? A lot of us did. A lot of us began to listen and began to believe because we were hearing the word prophet or prophetess that was spoken, that we began, Oh, oh, that is a, that, that oh, it must be. That's a word of knowledge. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Hit that one right on the numbers. A word of knowledge. Hoo, hoo. That's a prophet. No, 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 that, that's not uh, necessarily a prophet. Let me show you why I say that. Turn with me in 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. This is something, again, that the church desperately needs to understand. Now, the seventh verse. 1 Corinthians 12, 7. Now, 
Let's start in the fourth verse. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are, are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of, of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Now, the manifestation of the Spirit. Now, listen to this. For to one, now this is the manifestation of the Spirit, to one is given by the, by the, the Spirit of the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another, the, another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another diver, uh, uh, discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that same one and self same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. These gifts, which we call the nine gifts of the Spirit, and by the way, I'm, I am going to do an in-depth an in study with you on these gifts, and we will probably at that time begin to, uh, if you will, issue uh, by the anointing, it may be the only time that you may ever get the opportunity, if God will let me do that at that time, as to being able to pour oil and lay hands on you and, and uh, impart to you as by telling you what the gifting in your life is. Everybody in this room has, has gifting. See, the, the, and, and again, the reason, folks, that we're all still bottle-sucking, diaper-wearing babes is because we think it's a big thing to see the gifts of healing, the gift of miracles, and a gift of knowledge in operation. The tongues, interpretation tongues, and go on through the rest of those. We think that's a big thing. Folks, that is supposed to be happening in the church services by the people. Now, do prophets work in them? Of course prophets work in those. But the people are supposed to work into those. But so the people didn't get taught to work into them properly, okay? So what happened was we began to believe that when a real prophet came along, they were the ones that did it. We got duped again because they're not the ones that are the only ones to be doing it. If it worked properly, the prophet would see over it, okay, because he, he's, he's going to be in charge of anything that's going to take place in the supernatural world, the blessed God that's going to come by the means of any type of, of these kind of giftings. But, but there again, can those things be taught? Well, yes, they can be taught, and I, well, I teach them. In fact, we're, when we get into that, then following that, though that weekend of meetings, from that point on, that gifting is going to begin to, listen to me, Get, get excited about this because the prophet's saying something here that includes you for a change and doesn't exclude you. After that, it, when those giftings work, they're probably going to be working through you. As God tells me, I'll stop the meeting and say, okay, such and such or somebody, however God's going to do it, uh, there's a, this gift is in operation, stand up and let it operate. And we'll do that. You're sitting underneath a prophet. You want to jump up and shoot your mouth off and it's wrong? I'll tell you to shut up and sit down so quick your eyeballs will go spinning backwards in your head. Okay, but the fact of it is, we're going to we're going to develop those gifts in you. See, they have to be again. It's not something you just jump up and go to doing. It has to be developed. And if we don't develop it, how's it going to be developed? That's the reason it's such a big deal. Let those that have see when when the church ever works properly, okay. And this organization that's come now to the face of this earth, whatever movement that it may be, end up being called, this last movement of God, the body is going to operate together. Let those that are gifted, let those giftings come forth. Does everybody in this room have a gifting? Yes. 
Yes. Will you work in all those gifts? Probably not. But you could work in more than one of those gifts, all right? The key is to be certain that you understand the gifting, what it does, the unction of the gifting, probably more importantly than the first, and to be able to stand and say, this is what's going on by the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. We'll get to that. That's going to be, that, you know, that, that's going to, that's going to be a good time. It's going to be down the road a piece, but it's going to be a good time. Because you see, once you have to stand and you have to do this under the auspice of this prophet, then, then my, I can't let you get away with just standing up and shooting your mouth off and it being right or being wrong. Now, are you telling me that if you say to stand up and do something and it's wrong, you're going to tell me to shut up and sit down so quick that my eyeballs are going to spin in my head? No. If I tell you to stand up and you stand up and you get it wrong, I'm probably going to just say, hold it right there where you're at, and we're going to talk about that at the break. There's a difference, isn't there? When everything's done in order, there's a whale of a difference because you're being taught. You come into one of my meetings and then do the other, that's exactly what's going to happen to you. Number one, don't you ever forget this, and in, in otherwise dictated by the prophet, there will be no prophecy go on in a room where a real prophet's at because he is the mouthpiece of God. Okay? You don't need to have a, a tongues, interpretation, and tongue of prophecy because this is the mouthpiece standing here. That only is going to happen, bless God, when, when, there's no, when, there, when there's no real prophet in the room, all right? Or there's a bunch of young prophets that could happen. Now, let us go on. little side thing there. It won't cost any more. Now, it says, Jesus declares, my sheep know my voice, while the lambs have the task of learning to listen. And let me tell you something. The reason I went back to that is, is, is just that. I, I got to that point and I re realized something. You've got to learn to listen. Okay? You've got to le first learn to listen. What, what, what was it that Samuel first had? He had to hear, didn't he? He had to listen. He had to hear God call out, call out the name. You're going to have to learn to listen first, okay? Uh, uh, and, uh, and it's learned, uh, and, and I'm going to tell you something, and this is the part that I think scares people. It's learned by example, trial, and error. And that's the way, that's the way it's learned. And you learn to be listening, and that's the reason, again, it's important. We probably down the line somewhere will get to the place where we will stop in a service like this, and we will simply stand up and pray, and I will begin to tell, say, if you're unctioned by the Holy Ghost, I want you to begin to open up your mouths and begin to begin to do whatever, say whatever God's got to give. Now, now when you start or somebody's wrong, I'm going to say, now hold that, brother. Hold that, sister. Just hold it. We'll talk about it later. Anybody else? Now, that's correction, but that's a whole lot better than saying, throw them out, lock the door, and don't ever let them come back again. Amen? What is that? We're going to be in a learning mode. But we're going to be in a mode that, bless God, that's going to be different than some of the stuff you've ever been in because this one's going to be real. And bless God, not everything that you're going to open your mouth up is going to be right. Let me tell you something. You can start out in the spirit and you can end up over in the flesh. And when you first get into that, that's exactly what's going to happen to you if you ever get to the place where you start out in the spirit. You are going to say, it, you go from the spirit across to the flesh, to the mind realm, back to the spirit, back across to the mind realm, back to the spirit, back across the mind realm. And what I'll be able to do is stand up here and I'll be able to count them. Let's see. Uh, as we sit down and discuss this afterwards, not in the front of the people to embarrass you. 
Because if you're going to be under this ministry, you're about to find something out that you would never believe from this prophet. I'm going to nurture you. And nurturing doesn't mean beating you over the head with a Louisville slugger, okay? Nurturing means to reason, to teach, to sit down and, and bless God, try to get you to understand what's going on, and, and, and then we'll try it again the next time. Why? Because the gifting that's there, we want to come out, but we want it to come out properly. We want it to be at a place where you understand. Now, the, the key to this is called the unction, all right? You've got to understand when you have been unctioned or moved by the Rahakadish, the Holy Ghost. You have to know that. That is not something that is, is necessarily uh, the feeling the Holy Ghost goosebumps run up and down your spine, and probably shouldn't be, even though sometimes people tell me that it is. Uh, but that unction will be... Now listen to me. Once it starts, it will be the same unction that happens to you from henceforth forevermore that you're on this earth. Now, once you learn the unction, what have you learned? You know when God is dealing, and you know when the gifting is prevalent. And you can stand up and you can give it. But if the unction's not there, you must be wise enough not to do it. And will we have a course in that? Oh, you bet we got a course in that. Real nice course. You'll stand up and I'll say, no, the unction isn't there. Sit down. Wait on it. No, no. Yeah, go ahead. The unction's there. What am I doing? I'm going to make you listen, make you listen, make you listen, make you listen until you see again. Listening and hearing the voice of God is a skill to be learned. And what we're going to do is teach you the skill. Now, are you going to make mistakes? Yes. Did you ever try to try to bless God play golf, play baseball or basketball or tiddlywinks or anything else? The first time you did it, you weren't very good at it, were you? But after you practiced for a while, some of you got real good. That's exactly what this is here. Only it has to be done under the auspices of a prophet. Not not a, not a game, just to see see what's that. See, because the the unction again, once we once you get into this and once you understand the unction, folks, the rest of this is going to be real nice for you, because then you're going to know. Remember me telling you about the angels? I said. What you what you experienced when the angels came in the room, that that would be the way that God would begin to deal with you when when you're in His presence, remember? And some of you have written, some of you have called, you've been talking about how that, the, you, that same unction, same unction has come to you, and now you know when you're in the presence of God. That's the same thing that has to do when you're going to work in these gifts. There is an unctioning. There is something that's going to come. Not necessarily the same one's going to come when God's presence comes upon you, but on the other hand, it may be. And if it is, that's going to be great, okay? Uh, but we'll discuss that when we get to it because there's a separation in there that um, I'm not willing to try to get into th th this afternoon. Now, let me, uh, let me go a bit further here. It, it goes on to say, understanding, uh, understanding the nature of the circumstances, uh, Paul's example in Acts uh, 26.14, you can write that down, gives us a powerful lesson. Jesus asked why... Do you kick against the the, 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 the the goats, the pricks? The ox goat was what? A pointed stick to increase the speed and the obedience of the ox. If he kicked against it, it injured all the more. The more you kicked, the, harder, the worse it felt. Which of us have accurately interpreted the pressure of the circumstances so as not to fight against the God who was trying to do what? To guide us all along. God's resistance 
or satanic hindrance, if you want to call it, answer not easy to that because that's not an easy thing to understand. Again, we've talked about circumstances, and please never rule out circumstances. Never rule that out. I think the thing, again, that Donna does that's so strong about, about peace into your hearts, the key is to have peace. Anytime that you feel that you're supposed to say, thus saith the mouth of God, and there's no peace in you, and you're sitting there about halfway shaking, I'll watch Pentecostals go through the what I call the Pentecostal shakes and everything else before they say, thus saith the mouth of God. I'm just shut up and don't get up, okay? Because it works in peace. And when I begin to teach on, on the, 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 the part of prophesying and the part of, bless God, uh, the interpretation of tongues, you're going to understand what this is about. You're never going to prophesy accurately as long as you sit there and have to run that thing through your head before you stand up. Never will you do it accurately. You have to stand up, and by faith, you've got to open your mouth, and you've got to begin, and then the Spirit of God, that unction will come upon you, and you will prophesy. But again, we're going to go through that. We're going to get to all that. That's, um, that's important for you, again, in, in this whole thing with the guidance system to understand and to realize. Now, he gives his word, his spirit, his grace. That's what he does. Now, he is actually bringing us to the maturity of sonship. That's really what God is doing through this thing of guidance. The more that we comply, okay, because he's given his word, his spirit, his grace, the more we apply ourselves to this, what's going to happen? The more that we're going to mature in it. But see, once you start out wrong, folks, how are you ever going to get it, get it turned around? Some of you, oh, be careful, some of you are going to have to be delivered of this thing before you can ever go back and do it correctly. You're going to have to be delivered. Why? Because you've got a familiar spirit, the unction that you thought you had, may not be the unction of God, probably isn't. But what we're going to do is what? We're going to clean you up. We're going to get you right standing with God. You're going to get into this thing. You're going to start making those lists. You're going to start going through those lists. You're going to start seeing to it that, bless God, you're a father pleaser instead of a father pain in the rumpus, okay? That's what you're going to do first. But as we develop and we come to this thing, then what we want to do is to take it to full, to full term, and that's what we're going to do now. He does not comply. I'm sorry, he doesn't compel God's uh, man's love and response, and he doesn't. He doesn't compel that. Um, if you want to give it back, it's fine. God does not is not silence our questioning, and he never will. Okay, uh, you got to understand something. You ought to have questions. You ought to continually question. One of the things that I that I know that I've done, and you've heard me talk about in the years that I've traveled, the places I've had to stand before uh, leaders of, of nations, is I, I, you know, I said, God, give me a sign. The sign needs to be this. What's that about? I, I'm not questioning it being God. I'm questioning, listen, whether I have heard correctly. What did I say? You can be in and you can be out of the spirit realm. You can be in, a, in the spirit and jump over into your mind realm. Just like that. Never know it. Now, the neat thing that we, we've, I've done in the past, and I don't know whether we're going to get to get this one done or not, is that when you begin to, to stand up and God, for those of you that have prophecy, 
uh, when you do that, then we'll try to get that on tape, and then me and you are going to sit down, and I'm going to show you where you passed in and out. Okay? The, the biggest problem that people have when they're young trying to prophesy, they don't know when to shut up and sit down. They just don't know when to shut up and sit down. They just get rattling on, rattling on, oh, oh, rattling on. And they miss God altogether. God ends up not even being in the room before the thing's over. And people sitting there being confused, and some of them doesn't know, you know, well, he said that, we better go out and do this, and that ended up wrong. But this, see, again, that's the reason you've got to come through the school here. You've got to come through the school. You've got to come through the right gate, the sheepfold gate, in order for this to work. As a lamb, you've got to grow up enough. We can break you out, break you out of the sheep goat gate. We're going to do that. We're going to make a sheep out of you. Now, some of you are goats. All right? Some of you are goats. You, you, you have been in so many different ministries and so many different churches that about the time you get in one, you, the grass is greener. Oh, let's look and let's jump over there. Now, I can, I can get some crazy glue and some wool and I can make sheep out of goats. Okay? And I can do that. That was a joke. Nobody seemed to laugh. Thank you. But I cannot take the wolves and make sheep out of wolves. The wolves have to be run off. Okay? I don't think we, I don't really think in this room we, we, we have any wolves. I, I sort of, uh, you know, I get a little nosy in the spirit from time to time. And I've not, uh, I've not uh, discovered any wolves. We've got a few of you that are goats. We've got a, a few of you that, uh, that are, on the other hand, that are true sheep. See, it's the sheep that hear his voice, not the goats. Somebody listen to me? It's the sheep, not not the goats, not the lambs, the sheep. The full-grown sheep hear his voice. What we want to do is bring you from the lamb into the sheep, and bless God for those of you goats, we're going to, we're going to glue a little you know wool on you and make you make you make you a sheep, so you'll be looking like the rest of us. All right. See, and it doesn't ever matter when it comes to that where you're at in the ministry. Preachers still have to be sheep. We never get above the sheep stage. None of us do. We have, because why? It's the sheep that hear. Now, if you fall into that goat category, see, the goats are always the ones that are out here agitating. And get a hold of this, they're agitating. Well, well, you know, I like, I like the, the pastor's sermon today, but, well, there's a few scriptures, of course, that he probably, probably could have put in there that he didn't. Just stir and agitate and agitate and agitate. You want the sheep do the true sheep? They'll grab that goat by the ear and lead him outside and say, I'm going to tell you something. Don't you be coming in here and causing any problems. We like to have seal waters where we go to church. But you see, you don't, you don't get around churches. Let me tell you why I know this. You don't get around churches where the people have been properly taught. See, I'm going to tell you something. When people are properly taught this thing, the, the ministry... Of the church doesn't have to worry about the goats, nor the wolves. The sheep will take care of that. They, they, you know, I've I had a little old gal that come to this church about eighty years old, and I'm going to tell you something. Anybody that pulled anything, she'd just tell them to leave. But, but she just said, "Now we're not going to put up with that." But you know what? This is my church. This is our church. We're not putting up with that. Don't you be talking about pastor like that. But you see, we don't take that place. As sheep, why? Because we don't know that's our place. 
See, where you're supposed to be, you're not. Where you're not, that's where you are. And that's what causes, again, a lot of our problems. Well, again, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be exciting, and I hope that that does excite you a little bit because it's been pretty tough so far here with some of the stuff that I've, I've gotten into. Now, uh, 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 we, uh, impatience, God never becomes impatient with our frustrations. He doesn't. Uh, he understands those. Times, times we say, God, I don't understand. Make this clear to me, and you need to do that to the Lord. You need to say, Lord, I don't understand this. There are no, no shortcuts uh, to certainty with God, which eliminates the risk of, of uh, or cutbacks in the amount of, of faith required. It requires faith. All of it requires faith. There's no way to get around it. God says, if you abide in my word, you will be made free. And that's what he's saying. Okay? If you abide in my word, you will be made free. Now, I think that's interesting. Now, when you get into that, and let's see, I think that is what? Is that John? Look with me in the 15th chapter of John. Um, here's where the Lord is trying to get us to understand some things. And this is where this becomes very essential to our walks. John 15, first verse. I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now, there's going to be quite a, there's going to be quite a process here that's about to take place, isn't there? In other words, if the branch isn't bearing fruit, it's going to be taken away. If it does, it's going to be pruned. Does the pruning process hurt? Yes, it's a cutting process. Pruning doesn't feel good. Does everybody going to get pruned? Yes. All right? Now, ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. And he's, you know, he's trying to get this straight, so we'll understand it. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. So without God, you can't do anything, all right? If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and, and, and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will, and it will be done unto you. Now, the word abide here means attached to, all right? Now, listen as this is read like this. If ye remain attached in me, and my words remain attached in you. See the condition? Ye shall ask. And there's only the way you're going to ask. If, if, in fact, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you can ask what you will and it shall be done in you. Now, now, now here's what you need to understand. That if, and if you're not going to remain attached if, in him, remain attached in his word, then you can ask all day and it's not going to work. See again how it parallels itself back to the word. Everything comes down to the Word. It doesn't come down to your spirituality. It comes down to the Word of God. And that's the thing. You see, when, when somebody up here stands here like me that works over to the other side, that has angel visitations, that bless God, that has open visions and have had for years upon years upon years, bless God, what people get to believe in, oh, I want to be like that. Number one, no, you don't. Number two, if you could be like this, you would become... Very, 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 very well studied, read, and learned in the Word of God. 
Because you can't come, you can't do this stuff and stand around and go, well, I don't know. You've got to have the answers. And what good does it do me to be able to work the works of God if I can't teach you to work the works of God? Because see, if I can't, we're back to the same problem I've had for the past 31 years. We're coming down to one man show. Do you know how, why I never minister with other ministries? They get in my way. By the anointing, they just get in my way. I want to stand up and say, shut up and sit down and let me do what I know has got to be done by the Holy Ghost to get this thing over with. And that's the reason I don't minister with other ministries. Because I, uh, you know, I, I just, I just don't, it don't work. Why? Because I know what's right. I've done this thing for so many years that I just don't have time to tolerate somebody coming around and raping the Holy Ghost just because they want somebody to think that they're some grand preacher or something. I don't have time for that, nor will I waste my time for that. So I just won't do it. Now, I've done that for 31 years, and I have been a one-man show. I don't need you. I don't need anybody because I can't find anybody, that bless God, that can come and purely, purely bring forth the, 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 the ministry of the Spirit to the people. Okay? So I've just done it myself. Now God is saying this. The one-man show is over. You're going to teach the people how to work the works of God. Now, I have done this for years. This isn't my first trip around the barn, okay? I have done it for some of you are going to find out that you're going to be surprised at the gifting that's in your life as the gifting you thought was in your life, okay? Some of you are going to be real surprised. Well, now, brother, I've been the first church of the righteous. See, I used it again, didn't I? I use that every chance I get, as you notice. And I was told there that I'm supposed to be such and such that. Well, we're going to find out. Oh, we're going to find out. Are we going to find out? Maybe you are, maybe you aren't. But what we want is, will the real, whoever you are, stand up in the name of the Lord? That's what we want. Now listen, when that works like that, how this is going to work. The anointing in my life, as I have said, without trying to think you think that I'm trying to brag about the whole thing, has raised the dead, opened the blind eyes, the deaf, the dumb, the diseased, the lame, you name it, bones of crushed, I've yanked the the gorders off the sides of people's necks and throwing them on the ground, and, and you just name it. I've watched God do it, okay? But there are some things that my anointing doesn't do nearly as well as other things. And some things my anointing won't do at all. Because why? No one is all anointed. I wish that I was. I wish you were. But we're not. The, the whole concept of this thing, in the beginning, the reason the Lord God, I believe, that told the Apostle Paul to begin to teach us about the fivefold ministry was that we were going to have to depend one upon another or it was not going to work. I believe that. And I don't think today many of us can ever say that we ever sat in an organization that had the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers in the place and it was all working right. I don't imagine you have. He will have that happen because that's what's got to happen. See, you never, today, you never see anybody volunteering to be an evangelist. It's all prophets and apostles today. Well, now, Brother Deckard, I, uh, I pastor, but actually I'm an apostle. No, you're not. If you're a pastor, you're a pastor. If you're an apostle, you're an apostle. Well, well, well Brother Deckard, you know, I, you know, but never does anybody ever come up to me and more and use the word evangelist. Ever. Ever come up to me. I think you said something about being an evangelist that you, that you, you have, haven't you? Okay, then there's one of you. 
I just checked myself there. But usually, if people don't want to be an evangelist, why do you want to be an evangelist? Well, that's not, ooh, that's not spiritual enough. That's not hot enough to get a, to draw a crowd. But it's then part of the ministry. It works. And once we can make this thing all work right, okay, once that I can understand the giftings that are in your life, well, there's places and there'll be times when I'll say, okay, um, uh, uh, Brother, I want you to come up because your gifting is this. This person needs this right here. I want you to come and pray right here. Now, before that happens, you will have had oil poured on your head. You will have the hands of this prophet laid upon you, sending or or probably talk about catapulting you into that gifting. Okay? Then that then that gifting is going to operate and it's going to operate properly. And then when you come up and you do this, well, what's going to happen? It's going to happen because why? The gifting is there. It's not something you hoped was there. The gifting is there. See, we don't need people today. You know, you get in a lot of uh, full gospel churches today, and the pastors don't even pray for the sick. If anybody feels anointed, tell them pray for them. Now, that's a sad indictment against the pastoralship of a church. But I have often said that probably a lot of the pastors probably shouldn't even be behind these bemas because they probably are only called to go out and visit and watch over and guard and keep the sheep out there. He says, oh my, you mean you don't think they're all... Not all of them. I don't think all of them have any business. I shouldn't say... Some of them don't have any business here. Okay? I'm not saying that about all of them. I'll get that straight. I believe that, yes, there's pastors that belong here. Okay? But there are some that don't. Again, if you, they bring their gifting and it doesn't operate here, guess what's going to happen? It's going to mess things up, isn't it? And that's what, and, and folks, that is what does happen. Now, when he goes in to say this, and, and again, as he comes down through here, and this is so neat because he said, Herein the Father glorified, day first, that ye bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. Now, how is he going to know if you're going to be a disciple? You bear much fruit. How many of you have listened to what I do on called the fruit of the Spirit? A few of you have. Two of you have. Then I'm going to tell you something. Do yourselves a favor. If you can't produce the fruit, you can't produce the gifts. Is anybody listening? You've got to produce the fruit first. Once we get you in a place where you can produce the fruit, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> to produce the gifting is not going to be a problem. I can, I can bang, bang, I can cause that to happen for the anointing that's in me. But God's not going to let that happen until you do what? Until you bear much fruit. Now listen as he goes through this thing. He gets to this thing and he said, he says here, As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. If you, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that you may my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Now, we need to get to the place of this next verse. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. What is that? The ultimate fruit. Okay? That's the ultimate part of the fruit. That's all the fruit in one, if you will. Today, not only, not only, see, that you, the, the, the commandment here again is that you love one another as I have loved you. Let me ask you this question because some of us have talked about this here today. 
Can you love one another if you're talking ill about one another? No. Has the Lord Yeshua ever talked ill about you? No. So what are we supposed to do? He's loved us. We're supposed to love them. See, folks, we have we have got this thing so monkeyed up that I, you know, I say to God, I want to say, God, take it. How are you going to get this thing straightened out? We got people that bless God. They can run around. Oh, I love, I love, I love, and butchering each other by the words that they're speaking out of their mouths. That is not what God has got in mind. When God said what He said here, He said that you are to love them as I have loved you. Okay? That's His, that's his commandment. You love one another. That's His commandment. You can't love one another when you do what? Now, remember when I told you about that list that you're making? Now, some of you need a little help with your list because if you can't love that other one and you think ill about that other one, you need that on the list, see? Because that's holding you back. If you've just got this sensation in you that somebody does you wrong, that you're just going to tell them they're wrong, then you're outside the you're outside the will and you're outside the love of the Lord Yeshua. It doesn't work that way. You back up, you back off, you look at it, you make the decision and say, look, if I have to go to that one, then I'm just going to have to go to him and say, look, you're an heir. That's what the Bible says. The Bible doesn't say that you get next door, you badmouth everybody, you put it up on the Internet, you do all this. That's not, that's not what he's talking about here. Now, what happens there? That is called bad fruit. All right? And, and a tree, now we're taught by the Yeshua that a tree can only produce good or bad fruit. All right? Now, people that bless God that are out here talking ill about their brothers and sisters, is that good fruit or bad fruit? Bad fruit. So that tree is what? A corrupt tree. What happens to that tree? It's hewn down and it's tossed into the fire. What does that mean? Those people are in danger of hell's fire and damnation. Even if they speak in other tongues, go to church every week, and do all the things that they do. Folks, the judgment seat of God is real. He gave the rules for us to abide in the rules, not to make our own up and just do whatever we want to do in whatever way we want to get it done. It doesn't work that way. And if you can comply and you can begin to understand, this is going to change your life. This is not the most popular, obviously, teaching that I do. Because now we're getting down to where you live, right? We're getting down to saying, look, God's not happy. He's not pleased with what he's got here for some children. And he wants his children to clean up their acts. He wants them to grow up. He wants to get them out of diapers. He wants to bless God, get them past the buck private stage. He wants to get them out of sucking the milk taking the pacifier, and bless God, making all day without doo-dooing in their britches. That's what God's wanting here. And right now, that's all the God's got here. And so we're going to bring you to the place of getting you to understand that there are blessings. If you want to be blessed, there are certain things that you got to do. If you do that, God cannot help under any circumstances to keep from blessing you. Why? Because you've complied. You know, when you go, when you go to, to, to the driver's license bureau and, and you take that written test, they look at that test, and if you pass, the, you know, if you oh, do them all, I don't know, you miss one or two, whatever it is, then they say, you've got, you got this part, the written part right, and they pass you, right? See, the same things happen with you with God when it comes to the fruit of the Spirit, when it comes to these things.
that I'm saying, make the list, get them out of your life. He's looking at that, and he's examining that, and he's making decisions based on that as to whether or not what? You're going to receive the blessing. We need to receive the blessings of God. But what we've done again, we've got out here, and we've got ourselves so messed up in this thing, because we've been to so many churches that have taught us so many things, who's right, who's wrong. And folks, and that's the truth. There's, there's so many things being taught out here today that I'm telling you, I mean, I just go, wow. We got people that believe honestly. The thing to do is everybody should own a three million dollar, we talking about that a while ago, a three million dollar church and a jet airplane. A three million dollar home, I'm sorry, a jet airplane. Probably a twenty million dollar church. There's nothing scriptural about that. But yet that's how sick we've gotten. Instead of teaching people how to produce the fruit, we're out here building kingdoms. We're out here building our own, our own kingdoms. And we're trying to convince people to give us money so we can keep those kingdom, those kingdoms heated and lit, right? Well, that's true. Okay, let me, let me, let me finish up here. Let me get to, let me get down here where I'm at. The way we put the scriptures, God's voice, and circumstances together determines how we interpret guidance. Now, I'm going to say that one more time. You get into the place of understanding the way that you put scriptures first, put God's voice of what you believe He's telling you, and the circumstances all together. That's going to determine how we end up interpreting. I'm sorry, how we're going to be guided. That's 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 how that's going to happen. And again, who's going to do that? You're going to have to do it, and you're going to have to understand by doing it exactly what God means through it all. And if you don't get it right, guess what happens? You get to go back, and you get to do it over again until you do get it right. Now, as as we be, as we begin, and we begin to realize that that with this guidance system that God has set up, first His Word, then His the Spirit of the Holy Ghost, the Rahakadish, and then bless God to look at the circumstances. If you'll weigh that, you're not going to get too far out of bounds, because you see again. God's word first. I, I have people doing so so many. You know, I got in that thing last night, or I think it was last night about the gold dust. See, that's not in the word of God. That can't be right. Why? Look at the circumstances of the word. Okay. Well, well, wait a minute. We saw the gold dust, and 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 we couldn't find it in the word. Okay. Um, and, uh, so what? It's wrong. Always go to the Word of God. Make everything line up with the Word. If you learn to do that, then everything else will work out for you. And I've had people, all kind of things. I've had people, you know, bless God, one of the times somebody come to me and said, God spoke to me, brother, and I'm supposed to divorce my wife and, and marry that guy's wife down there. I said, boy, that's a deal. I said, now where would that be covered at in the Scriptures so I might read that next, next week from the Bema? It's not in the Scriptures. And it's totally wrong. So what was he hearing? He may have been hearing a, a spirit of lust. He could have been hearing a spirit of darkness. He could have been listening to his own mind. But what I know that he wasn't hearing was the, was the voice of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the Rahakadish. He wasn't hearing that. So, so again, if you learn it in the right order, first, bless God, what you hear has to line up with the Word first and foremost with everything that you do. So therefore, we come to the place of saying, look, you can do this. Why? Because you have a concordance. Amen? 
You take the concordance and you do what? If you look it up. There's nothing wrong with looking up. When people say to you, see, they said, well, we found diamonds laying around. Well, I know that's not in the Bible, but I could go look to see everything it mentioned about diamonds in the Bible. I'd come back and say, well, look, there's nothing about diamonds showing up in any services in the, in the Bible. And you say, oh, then that must be wrong. Good, good guess. You're right. But you say again, the Word doesn't lie. The Word is God speaking to us. Say the Word is God speaking to me. That's what you're wanting. That's what you're getting. Don't, don't, you must get away from the infancy of feeling like that, oh, if I could just get a word of knowledge. Oh, I'll come this weekend, Brother Decker, I'll tell Donna, if, if Brother Decker's given a word of knowledge, I'll come. Well, Brother Decker's not given a word of knowledge this weekend, and if it is, if I do, well, then it'll just be because God told me to. That's not on the agenda, okay? Hey, thank you again so much. That's Prophet Tom Decker in Mount Carmel, Illinois. Cradle of Hope Ministries. Again, you can get more information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. Get out there, do yourself a favor, find out what's going on here, and you won't be disappointed. So again, you can also get more, all the tape series is out there on the website for you to get a hold of. I greatly encourage you to get all that. You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com. Again, that's cradle at jewishprophet.com. Shalom. Until next week, remember... With God, all things are possible. Thank you.